Yep, this is 633 Wake Up. I am Kimberly, your host. We are missing our co-host this morning, but I just wanted to touch base with a little Christmas message. This might be short and sweet, but for any of you who have been listening to me regularly, you know that that in itself would be a Christmas miracle, me being short and sweet. But as I am walking through this season of Christmas, I just want to bear my heart and the transparency and um, honesty that I have had with you, my listeners, and with my friends. Christmas hasn't been an easy season for me in my life. And I, even after all these years from being born from above, still struggle with this season. The world tells us that it's a Santa Claus season. I was raised with Santa Claus in my home and, um, you know, as children, and it was exciting. And my first two children, uh, you know, but until they were four and two, were also raised with Santa Claus. And then I became born from above, and I, and I struggled with that. And my new husband and their family, they had a belief that it was lying to your children. So I adopted that belief for me and for my family and for my children. And we had a different type of Christmas. And and my family and my friends and my children's friends were, were very upset over the years. In fact, one of my one of my children every Christmas season for many years, you know, from the from the age of school until she was obviously too old to believe in Santa Claus, begged us every year to believe in Santa. The only reason that Santa didn't come to our house was cuz we didn't believe. Could we please just believe? And I found it comical, but isn't that the way of the Christmas season? If you just believe, he will come to your house. He doesn't come here because we don't believe. Isn't that what Christmas is supposed to be about? When our children were young, we looked at it as Jesus' birthday. We made it a very, very special day, just as I made my own children's birthdays a special day. On Christmas morning, we got to have carrot cake and sing happy birthday to Jesus. And, or we had a stack of pancakes with whipped cream and fruit so high. But we always had a candle in the top when the kids were little. And we gathered around that Christmas tree and sang happy birthday to Jesus. In those beginning days, money was stretched thin, if you know what I mean. So we had a policy in our home for most of the years my kids were growing up that daddy bought a gift for mommy 
and each of our four kids. And mommy bought a gift for daddy and each of our four kids. And each of the four kids bought a gift for mommy and daddy and their siblings. And we took turns from the youngest to the eldest to take the time to be intentional to watch that one open the gift and see the reaction and the heart, the humor, the surprise that was often put into the gifts that were given. Back in those days, we had to print our pictures in order to be able to see them. Yes, yes, I know. I just dated myself. Because now everything is so digital. My own mother really misses printed pictures. But my Christmas present, my favorite one every year for those early days, was that I, I took pictures throughout the year, but I got them developed at Christmas. And we got to sit on Christmas Eve and open the whole year's memories. I loved that. It brought such joy, sometimes sadness, <laughs> laughter. Oh, the memories of looking back of the love and the fun and the journey of the past year. But why did I start with this episode talking about the stress of Christmas and me not doing so well? Well, one of the obvious reasons is money. Sometimes Christmas can really, really put a heavy burden on your budget. And that was one of my issues. One particular year, we were stretched so thin. I didn't know how we were going to have food in our cupboard, let alone turkey dinner or gifts under the tree for our kids. And I prayed and I cried. And I remember back in those days, I still smoked. And I went outside my back door to have a cigarette and to cry out to God. And I took my Bible and I prayed for a miracle for our home. And I can remember as tears fell on my Bible, ink was getting wet. The pages were getting wet. And God spoke to me Psalm 50. And I turned to it and in the yard light I read that my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills and it's not too difficult for him to give to me. And I know I'm probably misquoting that right now because if you can hear the background noise, I'm driving my car. But that was a promise that took root in my heart that day for the days ahead. I want to tell you about the miracles of that Christmas season. Because if God can do for me, I want you to know that he can do for you too. 
if you just believe, he will come to your house. If you cry out to him for, for your help and your miracle, whatever that is. Sometimes the miracle of this season is just the peace to walk through it. Well, in our Christmas season of lack, began a chain of events that year. A pastor of a church that I did not attend, that I wouldn't have said was an evangelical church, but this minister called me and he said that we were on his heart. And not as the minister of his congregation, and not from the congregation, but he himself wanted to know what our biggest worry was. And you know, that very day, I had gotten a, a hydro bill that scared me to death because it was so high. We heated with hydro, it was Christmas. We were already so far behind. How were we possibly going to pay this bill? And when I look back at it now, it's honestly a minuscule amount. But that day, it seemed like a mountain. Something that I couldn't even wrap my head around yet. I had to get through the Christmas season. But here is this minister on the phone with me saying he had a burden for me, my husband, my children, my household. What's your biggest worry today, he asked. I began to cry and told him about the hydro bill that I had just received, that I didn't know how it was gonna happen. It looked like an impossibility. He said, don't you fret, don't you worry about it. And he blessed me and said he'd see me soon. He came shortly, because he didn't live very far away. And he came to my door with a Christmas card and a check for the exact amount of that hydro bill. Blessed me, wished us Merry Christmas, and went on his way the joy, unspeakable and full of glory, how our Father God takes care of his own. Yes, you heard me right. I emphasize the word his own. Because if you believe, he'll come to your house and give you gifts. Now, what also happened that Christmas season is the owner of the grocery store because I live in a very small community the owner of the grocery store called me and he said there was someone in our community that left $200 at his store for our family specifically to come and go shopping what I didn't know who that was. I still don't know who that was 30 years later. But I rejoiced. 
I went, I shopped, I bought flour and sugar and laundry soap and dog food and cat food and, and bread and, and even a few Christmas treats for our kids. I rejoiced. Then very close to Christmas, I believe it was a week before, a truck pulled into my driveway, backing up to my front door, and two young men got out, put the tailgate down, and began to unload boxes and boxes and boxes of groceries into my house. I had a part-time cleaning job that made $30 a week and I worked for a cleaning company. And this was the owner's son, sons of the cleaning company. And this was a blessing, an abundant blessing. This still brings tears to my eyes today. That they unloaded so much food and treats. And yes, people, garbage bags full of gifts for my four kids. They got more that Christmas than they had ever seen. Our Father in Heaven is very good. He is so good He sent His Son to die for us because we do not deserve it. He is so merciful. He is so gracious. And if we just believe, he'll come to our house and give us good gifts. Now why am I struggling with the stress of this season 30 years later? Well, a couple of things. One, yep, still money. Sometimes I can get my eyes on my own supply instead of the father that owns the cattle on a thousand hills who loves me, who provides for me. My husband works because God makes a way. I work because God makes a way. We have our health. We have our family, our home because God makes a way. And even if I have absolutely nothing but the clothes on my back, yet I have him, I still have everything. And the gifts of the season are peace, joy, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. If I'm born from above and I believe he comes into my house and he gives me good gifts because I am his house. And if you believe, you are his house. But sometimes life gets a hold of you. Life gets a hold of me. And the pressure of this world and the advertising of Christmas, it just distracts us. It sidetracks us. The to-do list, the baking, the buying, the wrapping, the dinner to be planned, the invitations to go out the hustle and bustle. 
distracts us from the reason of the season. Christmas. Mary. M-E-R-R-Y. Mary Christmas. The world wants us to say happy holidays. I want to say to you, Merry Christmas. I want to say Merry Christmas. I want to say believe and have him enter your house and come into your house and bring you good gifts of mercy, of grace, of love, of joy, peace in abundance, good health. I speak these things to you in the name of Jesus. I speak to you in the name of Jesus as I speak to myself. And let's take a breath. Let's take a moment. Be intentional. Take our time. Like I did with my young children around the tree to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And each gift that he gives being intentional. Don't stress over the money. Don't stress over that perfect gift. Don't stress over the clean house and the perfect menu. Joy of the season. Believe peace. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he will come to your house if you just believe. So I want to bless you for being here. I want to bless you for blessing others. So today, go. You and me into the world around us and be a blessing. Merry Christmas!